Welcome. Yes, this is the suicide solution and we are covering the four critical steps to prevent suicide. I'm Jackie Simmons. I'm your host for a journey into a world that you might not want to visit. And I get that. It's a world I didn't want to visit. And yet, I've spent a lot of time here. So, we'll get started. <sighs> Suicide is a thing in our world. Suicide is a thing. It wasn't a conscious thing in my world. We were a normal, middle-class American family. My daughters were in high school and middle school. I had recently closed my home-based business, gone back to work outside of the home in sales, and I was good at sales. I had sold myself on the idea that we were doing just fine. It was June, 1995. The girls were getting ready. It was the start of summer vacation. So the girls were getting ready for their summer visit with their dad and his family one state away. If you've raised daughters, then you know. That means shopping. <laughs> My daughter, Stephanie, was 14. She was in between her sisters in between schools and in between clothing sizes. The shopping became an adventure. Outfit after outfit, store after store, nothing fit her. And at the end of the day, we came home with nothing except an attitude. Stephanie headed straight upstairs to the bathroom. I collapsed on the sofa, grateful to be off my feet, peace and quiet. Then, mom, I think I need help. My eyes were drawn to Stephanie's left arm. Blood was dripping off her fingers onto the wood floor. The emotional part of my brain started screaming in terror at the sight of my bleeding, obviously suicidal child. The rational part of my brain started flipping through the files in my head, looking for the date of her last tetanus shot. Have you ever been panicky and calm at the same time? I wrapped her in my arms and assessed the wounds. They weren't life-threatening. We applied bandages and together made a plan to visit the teen mental health facility the next day. The tears finally stopped. The mutual I'm sorry's were shared and Stephanie slept. I couldn't risk being away from her. So we were sleeping in the living room. Between us, her handwritten note, her promise not to harm herself while I slept. Yeah, right, like I was gonna close my eyes that night all night, I stared into the darkness and my thoughts just swung. You know, what just happened? How did this happen? Who's to blame? It had to be somebody's fault, right? 
what followed that night? Years of counseling, therapy, medications, interventions, hospitalizations, and 13, 13 more attempts. As long as Stephanie was getting professional help, I sold myself on the idea that we didn't need to talk about it. After all, why bring that up again? Would you want to know? I mean, would you want to know what could cause your child so much mental and emotional pain that they thought dying was better than living? I didn't want to know, so I didn't ask. I was scared of putting the thought back in her head. So I stayed silent, a silence that lasted 23 years. And then on August the 3rd, 2019, Stephanie breaks the silence. The morning of her talk was sunny and already hot. The hotel was on the outskirts of Sarasota, Florida. I walked into the conference room to greet the 12 speakers that I'd trained to deliver messages that matter. Stephanie was getting into that nervous, excited state that you get into right before you give a talk. Everything worked. The videographer was set, the PowerPoints, the microphones, it all worked. The projector, the audience took their seats. Stephanie looked amazing in her dark top and flowery skirt and her hair pulled back in combs. I'm super proud of my daughter. She's first up on the speaker's roster. The lights dim. Everyone, please help me welcome Stephanie Ashton. Stephanie walks confidently to the front of the room and shakes my hand and begins. Over 3,000 American teens will take their own lives today or attempt to take their own lives today. I'm in the back of the room, stunned. First, because the number is so high. I have no idea the number is that high. And second, I had no idea suicide was her topic. Stephanie continued, when I was 14, after a bad day, of shopping. I stood in my bathroom. The pain of not fitting into any clothes was just more proof that I didn't fit in anywhere. That pain was more than I could bear. So I took a razor and cut into my left arm, trying to ease the pain and end my life. In the back of the room, I could feel the blood drain from my face. Have you ever been hijacked by a bad memory? Only 30 years of stress management training keeps me from crawling into a corner and just bawling. Stephanie continued. 
It wasn't my only attempt. There were others outside of professional help. I've never really talked about it, especially not with mom. Mom and I talked around it, but not about it. It was too awkward, too painful, too easy to avoid. Mom and I had the other talks. Mom and I had the talk about sex. Mom and I had the talk about drugs. Mom and I had the talk about alcohol. Then I went to college on a dry campus. That meant the kegs were hidden in the girls' dorm in the showers. Mom and I had to talk about alcohol more than once. But we didn't talk about suicide. I still struggle with suicidal thoughts in the back of the room. I go from pale to bone cold. As I realize the struggles that my daughter has faced alone because I didn't have the courage to have the talk about suicide. Stephanie continued. On my suicide avoidant journey, I've learned tons of coping skills. Now I want to help teenagers learn these skills before they need them. Yes, before they need them. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody gave Stephanie a standing ovation. People rushed up and hugged her and thanked her for being so brave, so willing so vulnerable in the back of the room. I'm frozen, torn between pride for her bravery and guilt and shame for my cowardice. And then it hit me, 3,000? Teens attempt to take their own lives every day. This means every day, 6,000 parents start to live the guilt nightmare that I've lived. This means every day, over 20,000 grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, and sisters start to live the guilt nightmare. This means hundreds of thousands of classmates, teachers, boyfriends, girlfriends, neighbors start to live the guilt nightmare that I'd live. Probably all just as blindsided by it as I had been. Then I wondered, what if Stephanie was right? What if the key to stopping teen suicide was as simple as having the talk about suicide before it's needed, before your teen starts to struggle with suicidal thoughts. Simple and obvious. Simple and obvious that the professionals have tripped over it. So simple and obvious, 
I mean, my God, like putting wheels on luggage, obvious, you know, putting ketchup in bottles that squeeze, simple and obvious. After that event, Stephanie and I started working together. Who knew that was possible? Along with her sisters, we co-founded the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. Our research taught us that suicide prevention was not intervention and it was not at risk anybody. And it's not about waiting for signs. It's prevention. It's having the talk about suicide before you think it's needed, before the struggles begin. We started teaching aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, grandparents, and parents, teachers, how to have the talk about suicide. The talk about suicide is a planned science-based script talk. It's a script that's based on the way the teen brain really works. A script designed to keep you out of the guilt nightmare. A script that alerts you to when intervention is needed and it actually builds emotional resiliency in both the team and you. The talk is simple. It's four steps. Step one, invite your team to talk one-on-one. -on -one. Schedule it. I'd like to have a talk. It's important. After dinner, okay? Or right before bed, better. Don't blindside them with this. Invite them in. And then ask them. Verbatim. This is a simple question. And it's written precisely for a reason. The question is, have you heard about the rise in teen suicide rates? That's it, simple. Their answer could be yes or no or more. It doesn't matter. That's step one. Step two, ask this question verbatim. Do you have a friend who's tried or died? Again, carefully crafted neutral language. Verbatim, do you have a friend who's tried or died? Again, the answer could be yes or no or more. And whether or not they have a friend's story, most of us could use a chance to take a deep breath before asking the next question. Step three, ask the question verbatim. Have you ever thought of leaving that way? The big question for a lot of parents because we don't wanna know the answer. And I get it. We have to ask it. We have to know. So take a deep breath and ask, have you ever thought of leaving that way? And then the fourth step, ask this question verbatim. Why stay? What are your reasons for staying? 
invite them to tell you more by saying, what else? Tell me more. There's no reason here to share your reasons for staying unless they specifically ask. Let it be about them. What's happening in their brain in that moment, having gone from step one to step two to step three, bringing them down, bringing this topic that can be so challenging, so close to home, and then asking, what are your reasons for staying? Why stay? Letting that flip happen. You can actually watch this happen when you're talking with someone. And in that moment, you're creating a buffer between them and the ledge and between you and the edge. Now, remember I said this script will alert you. Here's how it alerts you if intervention is needed. If they say yes to question three, have you ever thought of leaving that way? If that's a yes, and when you ask, what are your reasons for staying? They have zero, nothing. That combination, you stay with them and you dial 911. Oh yeah. If they have thoughts of leaving and zero reasons for staying, stay with them and dial 911. Granted, they'll hate you for it. And you might save their life. Any other combination gives you more options. That combination, that's the red flag and you need to pick the bull by the horns. Pick up the phone and dial 911 and keep them with you. This is when you want medical intervention. You want to get them involved immediately. Any other combination, you all start talking, they've got concerns, call the 800 number. Let them talk to a stranger. It's easier to talk to a stranger sometimes than it is to talk with people who might know the players in our pain. So you've got that as an intervention tool. But the first one is the important one. And that's the entire script that we teach. It's not all that there is to the program we teach. And the program is called Emotional Resilience Mastery. We devised it after getting feedback from our students. Our students share their stories with us. Raphael works with underprivileged teenage girls. And he shared that the talk about suicide has saved 16 lives so far. And Tammy, she had the talk with her troubled son. They cried together. He accepted professional help. Tammy shared that she doesn't know what she would have said, what she would have done, how the conversation would have gone if she hadn't had the script. This is why we teach this. But it's not all that we teach. And in emotional mastery, emotional resilience mastery, there we go. Yeah, you think I get the names in the right order. In that program, the whole goal of it is to get you off the emotional roller coaster. You know, have you ever wanted a way to just stay more optimistic? Yeah. 
Have you ever wanted to trust yourself just a little bit more that you could handle any situation? That's what is involved in the Emotional Resilience Mastery course. It's six hours of online training taught live. It includes all the recordings in case you miss a session and want to revisit a session. And we put this together specifically for people who want to be more supportive of themselves and others. We started out as a pure suicide prevention advocate program and realized that's not where the need is. The need is in being able to be a better advocate for yourself and a effective advocate for yourself and others. So there's a whole set of skills that we go through and it starts with mastering the four step script. So you can have that conversation with people and bring down this whole suicide rate. Whether you have a teen in your life or not, doesn't matter. This course is for you. Really, this program is for you if you're ready to have full emotional control over your life. So six hours of training, four times, 90 minutes each time. It's kind of like mindset magic. It, the emotional resilience mastery is the fastest path to developing this kind of emotional control. And the second piece that you get is access immediate access to the full online library. And the library includes the suicide prevention advocate training and also how to succeed in the midst of self-sabotage because we do self-sabotage and it's important to have those conversations with yourself and with others and just to have this information that you can watch and study at your own time. It's not my thing anymore to do sales. But I was told that if I want to make a difference on this topic, I was going to have to find a way to help people master the skills, to master being engaged with the know, like, and trust journey, to be able to create your own map, to get to know, like, and trust yourself just a little more one more tool that moves you further away from an edge that you might not have known you were near. And that makes you resonate at a higher vibration because when you know, like, and trust yourself, other people can feel it. You know, you'll light up a room when you come in. It also includes a VIP group, an online support group. And what's really interesting about this is this is about practicing your personal scripts because we all have conversations, we all have talks that we avoid having with people because they're, like Stephanie said, too awkward, too painful, too easy to avoid. So what if you had your own personal scripts for those talks, that you were confident that you could create the environment for those talks, whether they're on money or sex or relationships or grades, that you had the confidence to have the talks with the people in your world. Maybe it's about a raise for you, yeah, your own report card. These are the talks we avoid because we don't know how to set them up. So this is about not only setting them up, but being able to practice them. The last two pieces 
that are part of emotional resilience mastery, the first one is really important to me because it's VIP ticket to two one-day events that are optional. Why? Because not everybody needs everything that I teach. The first one-day event is about carrying your message into the world. It's effective messaging. No matter who your tribe is, no matter who, what mission you're on, the message, mission, tribe, that combination, it's a one day to get that message crystal clear, not only for what to say, but for who to say it and where to find them. And the other one day event. The other one day event is absolutely part of what I love. It's more mindset magic. It is actually developing your own ability as a mindset magician to impact the people around you in a positive way, an intentional positive way. This ability to flip people's minds to the positive, no matter what's going on, without triggering them by saying, why are you trying to make me happy? Not about making them feel something but it's about understanding how to help them manage their own mindset. And then you get one-on-one -on -one call with me so that you can experience mindset magic for yourself, the ability to permanently resolve your negative emotional history, those things that you've been carrying around that have been triggering you. Each of these pieces has an individual price that is way and above what the program is, especially the last piece. Mindset magic one-on-one -on -one work with me. I'm a $2,500 a month retention plan. I do it on retainer. The whole course, including that for emotional resilience mastery, it's 497. It's 497 and the classes start May 4th. So May 4th, 2.30 in the afternoon, Eastern time. And then it's two weeks in a row, a break in two weeks in a row. So May 4th and 11th, and then May 25th and June 1st. Those are the dates. That's what mindset magic, that's the whole plan of the emotional resilience mastery. And this program, like I said, is for you if you're ready to have full emotional control of your life. Here's who this program is not for. This program is not for you if you are thinking somebody else must change before you're gonna feel better. That somebody else has to change before you can stop being triggered. That if they would just stop poking you, you wouldn't be reactive. That's who this is not for. But if you think it's for you, then we'll drop a link. You can go look at the landing page. All the details are there. I wanted to make sure that I held myself accountable to my mission to help people learn how to have the conversations with themselves and with others and to be effective advocates for themselves and others in the world because I have a vision. And my vision is an advocate in every boardroom, in every school, in every classroom, and in every home. 
because you deserve an advocate. You deserve someone who believes in you more than you believe in yourself. And I know that you're capable of being an advocate for others. The power of this journey that we are on together is that you never know whose life you may save. So I'm hoping you'll consider joining me in the Emotional Resilience Mastery Program. And for those of you who already have, thank you very much. I am very, very excited to welcome you into that group. So more details. The first thing that happens is that you get an email welcoming you to the group. And I just realized that I haven't set that up yet. So if you do, <laughs> those of you who joined us tonight, realize that it might be tomorrow before you get the email, but you'll get all the details. And we are so excited to be bringing this into the forefront in a way that is so easy and so fast, doesn't take a lot of your time and can make a big difference in your experience of life, not just today, but forever. Thank you.